Hey guys, thanks for joining us today. We are talking MLS, that is Major League Soccer. I'm joined here with Alex, and you guys are watching I-80 Sports. Lots of fun news and notes, lots of good games, and some major changes, whether it be to injury or firing. Let's jump right out on the topic we all want to talk about the most today. Chris Armis fired from Red Bull after an embarrassing MLS is back cup, an embarrassing loss to DC United at home. We're going to get more on that topic later, but I feel like that's the monkey got off the back. Most of our followers are they're watching Red Bull. We're in you know, Bob, the, I can talk the about this for an hour and we're not going to do that. So I'm, we're going to talk a little bit about this later. But this is a, it's a sore subject in Rebel Nation right now. Okay, so we're going to bring that up now as a teaser. And then we're going to get back to it when we talk about the Philly game and what happened after Armas got fired. Okay, let's set up uh, Sebastian Blanco tore his ACL. He left in the Ooh. fifth minute of the game against Seattle. Uh, Portland did go on to win 2-0 in that game, but not looking good. Hey, it's great to have depth. I guess now we have to have Valeri play that position. Oh, darn. Well, Step you know, down. What I love about Sebastian Blanco is his fire. He gets 50-50 balls. You see him on the left side, the right side, defensive forward. Uh, he's just a winner. I mean, you can't teach winning, and he's a, he's just a winner. Uh, he When he's on the field, Diego Valeri and his you know older legs does not have to play as much defensive. Of course, Now, yes. with him not being there, that's going to be a problem for Make no mistake, this is a massive loss. He was the MVP of the uh, MLS's back bubble. When you lose an MVP of any kind of tournament, your team is not the same. However, there are some signs that Portland may not drop off that much. Felipe Mora has three goals in the last nine days. Uh, and Eric Williamson seemed to step up. What a nice goal he had this past week. Uh, he may be on the U.S. national team radar on midfield. Those two guys need to step up to take care for the loss of Blanco. But make no mistake, Portland definitely takes one step down from MLS Cup contention but not having Blanco there. Of course, there was kind of good news there. They uh, did have Diego Chara. Um, Obobasi was playing out wide. Nia's Goda, who we've talked about a lot during the MLS's back, was playing that, power. playing that striker position. Blanco was actually lift, listed as like left midfield, left wing, but he was not held to any position. There was no no shame in his game on that on that pitch. <laughs> not, I mean, I'm a big fan of his, and it's going to be a shame not to see him in MLS this year. Eric Williamson, also a player to watch out for in that uh, yes. midfield, kind of yes. listed as yes. defensive midfielder. Um, really, really good series. Okay, moving on. Trio of Minnesota injuries. Another big set of news that's going to hamper this team. Osvaldo Alonso, Ethan Finlay, and Luis Amaria all out two to three weeks. Also, they're obviously missing Iko Para and goalie Tyler Miller already. So that's it is all starters. over for them, Alex, right? Oh, wait. No, it's not. And I'll tell you why. We saw the debut of El Bobo. Love the nickname. Emmanuel Reynoso from Boca Juniors. I feel like that's a name someone would call me to tease me when I was a kid. Uh, Hey, hey, El Bobo. You could just just see the class this guy has at Boca Juniors. Already he's a top 10 midfielder in MLS. You can see it right off the bat. And they won 4-0 this past week uh, without all those starters. So the drop-off isn't that much. However, when you lose Finley, I think Finley's not going to be out longer than three weeks. Your your DP forward is out. Your best defensive midfielder is out. It's going to be a problem. I'm expecting Mason Toy to step in. Robin Lood, you saw, had a nice goal. He's been playing well. Uh, the new goalie to have, Dwayne St. Clair, seems to be a youngster to look out for in goal for them. They could just hold on for the next two to three weeks uh, when they, after the next phase of games gets released in the playoff time. When they get those guys back, Minnesota is going to be definitely, to me, still a contender for MLS Cup. Absolutely. I, I dropped out, but that's okay. 
I'm back. It's all right, Bob. Now, <laughs> Revolution. They reacquire reacquire Lee Nguyen from Miami in a trade. The 33-year-old played six seasons with the Revs, totaling 191 games. I believe he was lost in the expansion draft, and he is now back with the New York New England Revolution. However, I think in this case, that's actually not a good thing, and Alex, you're going to tell us why. Well, you know, not having Carlos Hill looks like he's probably going to miss the rest of the year. This is why they made a move. They picked up Tommy McNamara a couple weeks ago. So between those two guys that step up for Carlos Hill, uh, no, Carlos Hill is one of the top five midfielders in the It was a move MLS. of desperation, not a room right. move but, you for know, depth. Make, make no mistake with Bruce Arena. They still have Gustavo Bo and Adam Books up front. They can get any kind of production. If he can, Lee Wynn can bring that back. And yeah. Tommy McNamara had a good game this past week. They're still a playoff. They're still a playoff team to me, New England. And as long as Bo is healthy and Books is healthy and Bruce Arena is pulling the strings, knowing tactics, New England's not going to be an easy out in the playoffs. Yeah, now Lee Nguyen actually surprised me a bit. I, I kind of thought of him like, oh, he's an old guy. He has nothing to bring to the table. Played for LAFC last year and had flashes where he looked very, very good. So maybe it's not all over. Of course, when Bruce Serena's on the field, you can't ever, ever take anything for granted. Um, so Revolution, maybe not where they want it to be at this point in the year, but they're not done yet. They're a team. Yeah, they're not packing it in, that's for sure. They're Absolutely. not packing it in. So they're, I mean, this, you know, this kind of messed up COVID type season, once you get in this year, anything can happen. McNamara and Wynn are going to definitely help them out. One of the goals of the week, Brendan Aronson, Golazo against Red Bull, switching foot, banking one home. And I guess this is uh, this is what we sold in the first um, segment. Red Bull did go down 4-0 in a game where they never looked to threaten with much. I think it was three zip, but who cares? I mean, really. Uh, yeah, well, if you score three, you might as well score four. I mean, you know, new coach Bradley Cardinal came in. Uh, change a couple things up. Would announce the lineup till the day of the game. All the players, which, which is something I actually kind of like. So that was um, a little different than before the Chris Armas era. You take any little advantage you can. You'll see in NFL, especially in COVID era this week, you're going to see players scratched right before the game. Um, and that's what I really like uh, about this strategy. Who knows how effective it's going to be in the long run. But if you, you have your hand and you want to hold it, okay. Um, Bradley Carnell really impressed in his post game interview. Had nothing but kind things to say about Chris Armas and uh, he he had just a, an impressive optimism about him uh, that only someone who's crazy can have after getting blown out like Red Bull did in that game. Uh, you know, this this is a sore subject in Red Bull Nation right now. Chris Armas seems to be taking a lot of the, the brunt of the criticism from 2018, having that run and, you know, he mismanaged the Atlanta playoff game and not pulling back the press since then. A lot of Rebel Nation not like him, but if you look at that team from 2018 till now, they lost a lot of players. And Dennis Hamlin is responsible, you would think, and not replaced. You lost the top five forward in Bradley Wright Phillips. You replaced with two USL guys. You know, Brian Way got a little hot last year. Let's yeah. be honest, Brian Way is not going to lead the team to MLS Cup. No, and, and um, the thing, when, when they say, oh, Barlow, why is Barlow starting over White? He had to have shown something in practice. Like if, if I know White's been a little banged Barlow up. Like is, remember, he started at the beginning yeah. of the year. White really didn't, he really didn't do anything. You know, it's, again, like towards the end of the last year, he really didn't do anything. Remember, Rebels lost Tyler Adams, tried to replace with uh, Caceres. Not the same. You lost Sasha Kleiston. You lost Felipe. Aaron Long thought he's going to Europe. Uh, any player that you think that's going to make that, your so right there, I have to say that that I think is underrated because everyone says, "Oh, Aaron Long just regressed magically because Armis is bad." Well, he that's wanted to take true. his career you, you, to that's, Chelsea. That's absolutely not true. Yeah, he thought he was going to West Ham or in the English Premier League, and it didn't happen. Of course, he's going to regress. Tim Parker signs a long-term deal, regresses. 
You lose your two outside backs, Lawrence, Marullo. The guys you have now, Duncan's been good, but he's not Marullo. Pendana's Lawrence been very are, good. Lawrence sure. arguably the best left back in soccer. Replaced with a Seagrest, Egbo, Pendana. Very few people on this continent are for, Kamar you know, Lawrence. Actually, now, and literally league, only one player on this continent is Kamar Lawrence. Now, let, and let's be honest, the rest of the league started spending more. 2020, the teams are better than they were 2018. Yeah. When the Rebels are being outspent by Cincinnati, Minnesota, Columbus, this is what happens. And you look at the Red yeah. Bull 2 system, who are they 3-7 and seven this year, 4-7? and seven? The academy's dried up. New York City's taken a lot of the players that Red Bull would get. This is the this is what happens. Chris Armis may have not been the best X's own coach, but he's a very motivated type guy. To me, he does not get all the blame to this. Uh, a lot should go on Hamlet. I think he's getting off the hook. I don't understand why. And uh, Rebel Global for this. Uh, you know, you go on social media. Particularly in the... I'm sorry, Bob, but you go on social media and you see the, the soccer writers like T- Taylor Twelman and Alexi Lalas and Dylan Butler all saying the same thing. Who could coach his team to victories? And some of these Red Bull Nation guys in, in, in Twitter are just out of their mind. Armis, Armis, Armis making Kaku play back. Kaku, I mean. Oh, so, so let's be fair. Six months ago, or I guess more than six months ago, a year ago, uh, Kaku rocketed that ball into the stands. And the yeah. same people were saying he should never play soccer again right. are right. now saying that he was the ultimate hit. Now, let's be fair. Kaku is a very good MLS very good. quality player. But, but for what they paid for him. Now, wouldn't right. you rather have Blaze Matweedy as a non-DP than Kaku as a DP? Yeah, of or, or course how you about, would. How about, if you want a playmaker in MLS, how about Pozuelo? How about Darlington Nagy's better than him? How about Carlos Hill before he got hurt? I mean, what, what are we talking about here? How about Morales on New York City? These are all better players than Kaku. I don't know what these people are looking at. I've, heard, I've seen statements on Twitter, oh, Armas made Kaku pass backwards. What? What are you talking about? I mean, she got to his head. It was like, uh, do you ever see a Game of Thrones when like that kid could like jump into it's the ridiculous. mind of any animal? That's what uh, that's what Armis did. He actually made everyone physically get you worse. Know, he actually made. Ridiculous. Did you know Armis actually made the forwards get shorter? Uh, it's just crazy. They were we actually like six, seven in college. Yeah, we were texting each just... other to the game. Kaku, somebody's second half against Philadelphia. These twenty-yard passes to nobody to double team. Uh, Tom Barlow in the box. Yeah, what kind of yeah, yeah. You know, try to pass to open spaces? There's nobody there. I mean, he's checked out. Christian Dyer has said it on Tony Viola and Brian Dunst's show on Sirius XM. Kaku is checked out, and he still gets defended by these guys from the 2018 era. The, the this thing, is not 2018. The thing this that, is that not specifically the same team. gets me angry about Kaku is that he calls himself a professional, but every six months he needs to be re-inspired. Either it's the he the, doesn't want to be here. He's the never rocket wanted to be here into the stands. The South America rumors, everything. Um, yeah, every six months, it seems like America. Yeah. It's not going to happen. And you say what you want. Like some of us don't just read transfer market or Wikipedia for players. <laughs> say to El Kaku, if you try to sell him tomorrow, what do you think you can get for him? Nowhere near the price you paid for him before. His his ability has dropped. He doesn't want to be here. I don't know that his ability has state. dropped. His his effort, his has desire, dropped. whatever you yeah, want to call it, it's go. not there. He's checked out, just like Christian Dyer said. He's checked out. Listen. That will come in. He's got a big job to do the new sporting director. He's got to rebuild the Rebel 1, Rebel 2, and the academy system. This is not going to happen overnight. When a new sporting director comes in, usually the coach is the first to go with any kind of controversy. You lose to DC now to get embarrassed like that, coach has got to go. And, you know, this is going to be a long process. Rebel, this is going to be a long process. I'm telling you right now, Rebel are going to they have to, the academy. Like I said, Rebel 2 is the main thing. So I- a lot of changes are coming. We're going to have to, you're going to have to be patient. You had a great run for the last five or six years. It's time to rebuild. 
to be clear, I, I have faith in the Academy going in the right direction, although the results are not there this year. These things are cyclical. You send a couple guys up. They just need to hit on a guy. Just hit on a guy. If you need any more, now I'm on the player quality train. You're a little bit on in the middle, but most people are on the Armis was terrible train. Um, not that I think he was a great coach, but um, just to prove Definitely my point, not the worst of MLS. To my point, get another when, job. when they brought in a new acting GM who who basically they basically did. Um, well, who was the first player to go? Was it uh, first person to go? Was it Hamlet? Or was it Armas? It was Hamlet. Hamlet is, I don't know what he's doing, but he's not in charge of what he used to be. So that tells you right there. If they replace the the person in charge of acquiring players before they replace the coach, there's your answer. Now, we got to move on. Columbus Crew, they are 7-1-2 in the MLS season. First place in the league. I almost mistakenly wrote them off before MLS is back. And then I, I looked at their roster and I said, wow, this Columbus Crew team they just need a, a little time together and this team could really take off. And it looks like they are. They're ahead by like two games on every other team, seven, one and two in the MLS season in a weird season. And they just keep putting results together, Alex. Yeah, I know they played Cincinnati a few times, but still getting Luke Zella Ryan, a great midfielder already, you know, top five in the league right now. You yeah. can see it. And Caleb Porter's coaching with a chip on his shoulder after he left Portland. Things went a little sour. He's a little bitter about that way that ended. You can see right now that they got a, they got a great, mix of veterans and young leadership. Jesse Zara, say what you want about him. He could score in MLS, and now he's got a great midfielder to give him the ball. Pedro Santos is attacking. Derek Etienne, the next Red Bull player uh, coming off the bench, starting something. He's been very good. You know, uh, Seb Berhalter, Berhalter's son, the 18-year-old has yeah, played yeah. well. Luis, he's played well. I mean, you, you, know, you may have the bad last name that a lot of us don't like, but he's played well for them. Uh, Luis Diaz has been very good. All these guys are under 22 years old. Plus, with the veterans, they got the right mix. They got a great goalie in room. You got a coach that knows MLS. This is an MLS Cup contender, whether you like it or not. Now, one thing I have to say about Burhalter watching his son play, I hope this isn't one of those situations where Burhalter just sees a lot of Giassi Zardes and just says, man, he's a great MLS player. We're taking him another year. We're taking him another year. That's, that's what I hope does not happen. because The kid's only 18, <laughs> so let's not ruin him yet. But the, look, the kid's got a lot of potential. I do like a lot in that uh, Sebastian Burhalter right now. LA Galaxy... Still without Chicharito, and it seems to not matter. They seem to actually be a better team now. They were not getting him the ball in the way he likes it. He's been but, a miss. I mean, yeah. maybe sometimes these players <laughs> come from Europe or South America or Mexico. They may the adjustment period. A lot of pressure is put on Chicharito. LA Gasco off to a slow start. But this week or two, take a look what's happened. Sebastian Legette has stepped up big time. Beautiful bicycle kick type 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 goal this past week. Christian Pavone, they're gonna about to buy him uh, from Argentina for ten million dollars. He is playing out of his mind right now. He's a top 10 player in MLS for sure. And once they get Chicharito back, I still think he's he's got a lot on the table. Inside the box, he's a poacher. The LA Galaxy is going to be deadly. Again, I always question the back line LA Galaxy. Yes. But up front, they can score no. Legette, Pavone, Chicharito, you name me a better three. There's not many teams in the league that can say that right now. Absolutely. Now, the transition period might have been a little rough because Zlatan was there last year, and you don't need to game plan to get Zlatan to score. You just chuck the ball in his general direction, and it's going to go in. So maybe maybe there was a little bit of growing pains there, and let's see Chicharito get back on the field and score because that I mean, would be great LAFC for MLS. I didn't mean to interrupt, but they smoked LAFC 3-zip. And also seeing people saying Bob Bradley should be fired in LAFC. Come on. Come on with this. I love I mean, it. Come on. Come on. <laughs> the back line is terrible. And, you know, he lost. The back line is terrible. Carlos Vela is not there. I mean, what, what do you, you expect, know, if he was expect? a good coach, he would get on the field and kick the balls away. Uh, you know, he played the old sweeper. Okay, let's Crazy. move on. Uh, Craziness. MLS had a new player of the month for the month of August. 
Daryl DK. Yeah, Orlando, out of nowhere. You haven't seen much in the bubble. We have three goals, two assists in five games. He's got a physical presence in the box. Orlando is a definitely a playoff team. Nani looks rejuvenate, reju- rejuvenated. Uh, you know, he definitely earned it. Three goals and two, two assists in five games, and he could have had more. And he's a physical pl- player in the box. He could finish inside, inside the eight-yard box. I'm expecting big things from him this year. Well done. Good stuff. Got to play your own kids. Okay, Nashville signed DP forward. Jonder Kaditz on loan um, from Portugal uh, powerhouse Benfica. Benfica. Um, right. Definitely one of the, the best in And you the see world. Nashville, that, that Nashville spending money. They, you know, they're, they're taking some approaches and expansion teams in first year, like Cincinnati. So didn't spend much money, finished toward the bottom. Minnesota United the first year towards the bottom. Nashville wants to make a little bit of run. They think they could be in a top 10 spot in the East to make the playoffs. Uh, apparently, this guy's very good for Venezuela on a national team, so it's a good signing for them. You're good for the league. This week coming up, we're in the last phase of phase two of MLS. Is I guess MLS is still back. Is that what we're going to call it? And I, we're going to move into phase, uh, phase one. Or I, I get the terminology with well, some it of was, this. Uh, phase so it was one, phase MLS two. is back. Then it was MLS is back to, and now this is MLS is back. Phase a, one a, or two. A I'm hope. not sure. A new yes. hope. Okay. Um, First up, Miami Atlanta. Uh, I'm going to take Miami. Barco's linked to go to either Sevilla or Fiorentina in Italy. They lost Pete Martinez. They have Adam John play out front. Uh, Miami has a little bit of spark. The rumors of Higuain coming in. Uh, you know, Blaise Matuti is still there now. I like I like Miami in this one. I do too. Now, I, I love Atlanta that they're getting good players and they're selling them for a profit, but you can't sell them all at the same time, Atlanta. What is going on over there? They've had made you know. over four, I, think four, I think I read $45 million they've made in the transfers since they've come into the league. That's a nice profit to make, let me tell you. Yeah, it doesn't give you a, a 2 0 lead when the ball drops, though. <laughs> so I'm going to. Well, you know they're going to sign a big name soon. You know they're going to sign another South American star coming in. And, you know, it's just a matter of time before Atlanta's back. Minnesota versus Dallas. I'm going to take Minnesota this game. I understand the temperature is going to be like in the low 40s, maybe high 30s. I know Dallas came up with a big win last week, but you know Minnesota got the injuries you just talked about. I'm going. I'm the only reason I'm taking the temperature. Uh, I'm going to take Minnesota in this game. Absolutely, Dallas will be without Reggie Cannon, who is gone for good. Um, he got his deal this week. Uh, Montreal versus Toronto, uh, the Great White North showdown we see every couple of months. Um, I guess Toronto's. You just you always take Toronto here, right? Right. I know they lost. They had the 18 games in a row without a loss, but now they they dropped some results. Vancouver and Montreal again. You know, until the next phase comes, they're staying in Canada playing each other. I'm going to take Toronto. I like Pozuelo. I'm going to go with that. Colorado v Houston. Colorado again. The temperature is going to be very light. Houston's on fire. Three straight playing a great attacking soccer. High altitude, low temperature. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take Colorado. As most people take it, Houston. This is the game where Houston can slip up. I'm going to take uh, Colorado. RSL host LAFC. I can't take LAFC until I see they can defend somebody. They're, they're gaping holes in the back, giving up two to three goals a game. Uh, I'm going to take RSL. They just got spanked four nothing. They're going to come back pissed off. I'm going to say they're going to eat this one out. I disagree. I'm going to take LAFC in that game. Thursday. This is the tenth. Seattle and San Jose meet. And, I mean, you just got to take Seattle here, right? Uh, you know, Seattle, Morris, Rui Diaz, Ladero. I want to take Seattle. Chicago versus Columbus. Now, Chicago's one of the teams I just, I got to see it, and, and I, I want it. I want it from Chicago. I want to see It's good for the league when Chicago does well. They're back at Soldier Field. But Columbus is on, you know, 
on a, on a run. Seven here. one and I'm, two, the best team in in yeah, Major League Soccer. I know that the game is in Chicago, but I'm still taking Columbus in DC versus Red Bull. Now, yeah, uh, well, I wouldn't watch this game if you're an MLS uh, newcomer. This is the game I would skip. Just skip both it. teams cannot score. At Red Bull's ten straight games, a forward has not scored a goal. However, DC United, you saw against New York City, they were outshot nineteen to zero. No, no offensive first threat at all. They got a result. First time in second, what ten years that uh, I think second time yeah. in MLS history. No shots on goal. DC that is parking the bus. They're trying to hit you on the counter with a bunch of youngsters. This is going to be the game where the Red Bulls forward scores. It's going to be Samuel Tita, the new signing from Red Bull Salzburg. I predict one nothing Red Bulls with the win after we just killed Red Bull. This is the game they turn it around. They, ha- they cannot lose to DC United two times in a row, can they? I say no. Now, just to be correct, um, it, it was not that they got no shots on goal. They got, no shot. shots. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they got no shots. They got no shots. And you got no shot winning when you do that. Fair enough. Um, I lost my place in the document. NYCFC versus Cincy. Again, New York City, second week row playing a team that loves to park the bus, love to put nine guys behind, ten guys behind the ball and make you break them down. I think they had a lot of experience against DC last week, 19 yeah. shots. At least one of them is going to go in this week, so they're going to win this game. I'm going to take NYCFC. Okay, next up, Philly versus New England. Uh, I'm taking Philly in this game. Again, New England without Hill. I know they just you know, made a couple deals, but I really like Philly. Aronson, you know, Shabilko. I know Santos may be injured. If he's out, eh, but still I'm going to take Philly. Might be the last shot for Bundesliga Aronson in uh, MLS. I guess that time is coming soon. Um, Orlando versus Miami, the game that I skipped. Um, I guess we're taking Orlando, right? Yeah, I'm going to take Orlando in this game. Uh, I don't feel yeah. so good about that. This is a rivalry game. Again, a rivalry game, you never know, but it's going to be, it'll be close. I uh, just like Orlando being, I, I guess they have some fans. I think Orlando has a limited amount of fans. So I'm going to go Orlando on this one. The forced rivalry, Nashville versus Atlanta, two teams that don't really care about each other, but <laughs> you're going to hear it. Uh, until Atlanta starts signing some players, I'm going to go with, I'm going to take Nashville in this game. You know, they just got to do signing. Spicy. Yeah, I'm going to go with, I don't, I don't like Atlanta. Barco, when he got substituted last game, he made like a gesture coming off the field to the coach. He doesn't want to be here. He wants out until uh, they get squared away their DP situation and Martinez comes back. I can't take Atlanta. Uh, I'm going to take Nashville in this game. FC Dallas versus Houston. You know, Houston just won three in a row. Uh, you know, I just, well, I'm going to they, change they my will mind. have had a game before know, this. Uh, they do yeah, play midweek. I, I'm changing my mind. I was going to take Dallas in this game at home, but I'm going back. To I'm, I'm going to Houston too. Yeah, I'm going to Houston. Their offensive firepower to have in Houston and Tab Ramos, a breath of fresh air to see. Uh, I know there's rumors they want to be sold to rebranded. That came out today at Atlantic. I'm not sure how true that is, but I don't know if that's a controversy. I don't know if the players are going to respond to that, but I'm still taking it. All right. And that brings us to RSL versus Colorado. I think this is also a second game of the week for both these teams. Right. A lot of substitution guys that are, you know, that haven't played, uh, you know, with the five subs. It makes a difference. I'm going to take Real Salt Lake because only because they're home. Uh, SKC. In a shootout, they're always a high-scoring game. The RSL Colorado game, three-two, two-one, four-one, something like that. It's always a shootout with these teams. Play should be fun to watch. SKC versus Minnesota. SKC also, the second game of both right. of the week. SKC has been very disappointing to me this year. Uh, Peter Vermes, but Busio has been very good. You know, we've seen the, the you know he's stepping into his own. Minnesota with the injuries. I know this is the second game this week, so I'm going to have to take Kansas City because they're homeless. We have three more games to go over, but first, I just want to remind you guys, you can hit us up on i80sports.com. You can find us at Twitter, i80 underscore sports or i80 underscore sports MLS. You can find us on YouTube at youtube.com backslash i80 sports. You can probably find us more places than that, but that's where, uh, where, where we hang the most. You can find us on the Facebook discussion boards. There are three games left. They are late in the week, late in the week, so they are... Long time from now, but we're just 
Just pick the winner. Vancouver, Montreal. I'm taking Vancouver because they're home. LAFC, Portland. Tough. <laughs> no Blanco, but LAFC has been struggling. I got to go with Portland on the road. San Jose versus Galaxy. Galaxy are on fire. I'm going to stay with them. I'm taking the Galaxy. That's where we're going. Thank you for joining us. This is I80 Sports. I-